over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Once again, the Blackhawks nearly outplay their opponent the entire game, but it's that moment where they don't outplay the Dallas Stars. But the Stars take advantage. They score three unanswered goals and take down the Blackhawks as the Hawks now drop to 12-29-2 after this 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. We're taking you up to 10-30 tonight. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. But first, we're going to head on upstairs and bring in our pal Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Weideman. And, Troy, this is now back-to-back games. I know it's kind of been the story, maybe even three straight games. The Hawks have a good performance. They nearly outplay their opponent for the entire game. But the offense, only one goal to show. And at the end of it, the team that probably is better on paper are able to pull through, take advantage of their opportunities, and spoil a really good effort by the Hawks in an entire game. Boy, you, you, you would just love to see this group finish it off, and they just haven't been able to do it. They know that they're having trouble scoring goals. They got 35 shots on a goal, so, you know, that that's a good job. They had a season-high 19 in the second period. They dominated, but only one goal to show for it. They haven't found that separation, and they haven't been able to finish the job with the lead in the third period. One goal in each of the last three games, not getting it done. Uh, tough way to play the game, though, when your goaltender is playing as well as Peter has, but not getting any goal support up front. I know the forwards are frustrated. You know, you talk to anybody, and they always want to score. And a lot of people had a lot of chances in this game, but just nothing to show for it. And, and that's where the frustration is going to get, you know, start to develop a little bit more here. I know you can stay stay positive, and you can really appreciate the effort that these guys have shown here in the last little while. The compete level has been great, but just not finishing it off there. And like Luke Luke Richardson talks about, no excuses here. They have to start finding ways to win these games because that's what you're you're striving for. You're not striving to be close. Yeah, I mean, mean, the standard has raised for this team now. I mean, before we were talking about the inability to just create consistency from game after game now that fundamental hockey that that style that brand of hockey is there right now for this team but is is that what it is Troy is the offense taking a hit because of this simple structured game I mean I know they had 19 shots on goal in the second period so I don't know maybe that's not it but is I know missing Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno too but is it just one of those things that if they keep at it with this style eventually it will break through well, you know what? It, it's tough. You just don't have natural goal scorers in your lineup and, and guys playing some major roles here that, that aren't goal scorers. I mean, you know, Colin Blackwell and Joey Anderson playing with Dickinson, who's having a career year. But, you know, Blackwell and Anderson, their forte isn't scoring. Rem Pitlick is the same way. And, and you know, Reichel hasn't found that groove offensively. Antwistle, Gutman, those guys aren't natural goal scorers at the NHL level. Boris Kachuk, Zach Sanford, Donato, you know, they've Donato's been able to put up some numbers. But the, these guys are not. Um, you know, goal scorers. So if you have Connor Bedard and he has a couple of these opportunities, he's going to put that puck in the back of the net. There's no question about it. When you look at some of the other guys that the Blackhawks have out of the lineup, you look at Felino. He does a great job of 
creating opportunities, but being able to finish it off around the front of the net area. Tyler Johnson, you know, he's a proven goal scorer over his career. And those guys make a big difference because they've scored at this level. And right now what you're seeing is a bunch of guys trying to play a style right now that, that uh, creates offense, and it just hasn't been there, and they're not natural goal scorers. And that's not a knock on these guys. That's just the honest truth. No, I hear you. Uh, in the last game, we heard Rick Bonus talking about his team playing a little bit more desperate, a little bit more eager in the third period because, you know, down by a goal, you just you don't want it to slip in the last moments. Did you did you feel a different sense from the Dallas Stars in this third period tonight? Well, again, what happened was. You know, you, you took some penalties, and, and that happens. You, you know, you got to find a way to kill it. And the Blackhawks penalty kill has been pretty good. But Jacob Megna takes a penalty in the third period. Well, you're down by one. And I know I, I've watched it. I've been there before. When the Blackhawks were down by a goal, or they needed to get back in the game, and they had a power play opportunity, that's the one where they really ramp it up. Dallas wins the faceoff. A few seconds later, it's in the back of the net. Great screen created by uh, Jamie Benn. Guys who know where they have to go at the right moments. And, and that's something that Blackhawks just don't have right now in their arsenal. And then all of a sudden, now you're tied again. You're tied in this game. How are you going to create more offense to get the lead again? That's kind of been the struggle. Yeah, we can defend it. We can defend it. But all of a sudden, now we have to try and find a way to get that lead back. And they haven't been able to do it. They did it against the Calgary Flames, but it's tough to come back. And, you know, for the Blackhawks not to be able to lock it down, you know, to get the big save, maybe the big kill. And I'm not certainly pointing any fingers at the goaltender, but, you know, sometimes you have to get lucky and you you, you don't see a shot that's coming through like the one that, that squeaked through uh, on the power play. If that just hits... Mrazic stays out of the net. You're still up one nothing. Maybe you finish the rest of the kill off, and now you're still in the lead. So, you know, just little things kind of come into effect, and, and this team just now all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're in that mode right now where I'm sure that if the team ties it up like they have in the last uh, three games here, that you struggle with the ability to, to now turn it around and try and create offense that just is, is tough to come by. True. Yeah, you, you can kind of just see the snowball effect in that regard. Uh, Troy, what about Seth Jones, his first game back? Any thoughts on his game? You know, I, I thought he did good. Obviously, he'd like to have that one-on-one -on -one play back. Uh, Marchman kind of worked his way around him and able to score the game-winning goal, but uh, I thought he played pretty good. Tough to come in and, and play 24-plus minutes, had three yeah. shots on goal, had four blocks, was minus two in this one, but one of those was the empty netter. Um, by Joe Pavelski, and you know you you like what you saw from him. I think that uh, you know Hawks are very fortunate to have him back in the lineup, and you know he's going to feel better next game and the next game. And and now you've you've kind of solidified what you want to see on your your back end uh, moving forward. He nearly stopped that empty net from happening too with the diving effort. Yeah, he made he made an an excellent play there, and the rebound went right back to Pavelski, and he was able to tap it into the net. But uh, you know, again, just. A struggle to find ways to score goals right now. And you look at Rem Pit Pitlick with that chance. Yeah. You know, if you're a goal scorer, you're going to put that one in. And he, he just missed the, the, the backside of the net, a little redirect there, maybe a little bit of a stick interference there uh, coming uh, from Essel Lindell, the defenseman of the Dallas Stars, just to disrupt them just enough to, 
take his uh, concentration off or move the stick and it was just a slightly different angle because it was a wide open opportunity and all he has to do he can put his skates there you know we've seen the situation where teams are looking at it and you're allowed to move your skates your to uh, redirect the puck and that as long as it's not a distinct kicking motion <laughs> and, and he's just gonna you know he's gonna remember that one and when you talk about that he says yeah you know boy i, I wish i had that one and those are the kind of plays that the blackhawks just haven't been able to finish True, true. Well, Troy, same kind of situation, same kind of conversation, but again, this team is trending. We're on on rinse and repeat here, aren't we? It really is. I I mean, I tweeted out, same story, different cast, just because it's the Dallas Stars rather than the Winnipeg. I will say, though, I felt like Winnipeg totally turned the game around in the last game. This one could have gone a couple of different ways in that third period. I don't know, you know, which case is better for the Hawks, but no, no, I would say it was tonight because there there were a couple of plays just that were made different by by a couple of inches. And have had they gone the Hawks' way, we'd be talking about a totally different game. But I, I just keep getting reminded of last year. This is reminding me a lot of the games that were played last year where. The Hawks were doing a great job outplaying the, their opponent, but kind of finding ways to lose. And even though it's frustrating right now, this is a better direction than earlier this year when the team was just very in control of creating any type of consistency and, and kind of just have a, having a good floor, like a good base of hockey. And they've done that now for six straight games. Yeah, and that's what Luke Richardson, he, he has a, a, a real understanding of of his roster right now and and the roster is it's a flawed roster there's no question about it and Kyle Davidson has had to do some patchwork he was talking about it during his interview today that he was over watching the world juniors when all of these injuries happen and now you're in the middle of the night and you're trying to figure out what players are available who can they get because they don't want to deplete uh, Rockford any more than they have they have to give them that opportunity to play down there so you know you could keep calling up guys but at some point you have to try and find some NHL experienced players and I think Pitlick has played really good and so I has agree. Sanford in their in their time here um, but where do they fit in when some healthy bodies come back I don't know who the, the next player up would be the next closest guy uh, I'm not 100% sure who, who that would be at this point but you know, you're you're going to get to that where Luke Richardson has some more experience, but what he's set right now will be the expectations for anybody who comes back into the lineup to give it this work ethic, this compete level that we've seen here in the last little while because they are building that culture toward where they need it. And it, once you get the baseline and you know that that's going to happen every night, then you start working in different areas to try and prove it. Yeah, Zach Sanford, 14 games this year, but of course, 11 of them with Arizona, uh, two for Rem Pitlick, five for Jacob Megna, who we all know came from Seattle, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course we knew that. <laughs> of course, no, it, it's simple knowledge. Um, Somewhere but yeah. west. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, three guys that are just thrown into this roster, I mean, absences, Injuries, um, young talent. I mean, I mean, there's like you said, it's it's a diff- different kind of roster that Luke Richardson is dealing with, and, uh, and and it's hard to improve that roster. Kyle Davidson has talked about this too. I mean, it's it's hard to improve your roster mid-season without panicking and making a, a bad trade uh, or a trade that you know you don't want to make. Right. Everybody's looking at the Black and saying, "Well, gee, they need forwards. They need this. They, you know, they're." They're decimated with injuries. It's like who's available. Yeah, than... yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, what makes sense. 
it doesn't make sense to try and make a big move to improve your positioning here when you're struggling with so many um, injuries. But can you find NHL experienced players? Yeah, well, you did. You, you picked up three guys in a short span of time there, uh, Megna along with Sanford and Pitlick. And, you know, these guys, and again, this is this is not a knock on, on these guys, but, you know, they're, they're on that position where, you know, Megna hadn't played a game all season with Seattle. He's that he's that player right on the, on the cusp of, you know, he's an extra, he's an NHL player, is he not? Uh, that kind of thing. Pitlick up and down. Same thing with Sanford, you know. So you're 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 not getting an elite player that's going to come in in a big trade. You're finding ways to add NHL experienced players uh, to help this roster as it stands right now, and that's tough to do. I hear you. And Kyle Davidson chatted with the media earlier today. We'll probably play some of that sound in the post game show. All right, pal. Great stuff. Unfortunately, uh, another rough ending that we're talking about. But uh, you know, you know what they say about he who hesitates, they're lost. So we yeah. we gotta that, get, that, get moving on to the San Jose game in a couple of nights. Yeah, that was who Van Gogh said that. <laughs> it was uh, Joseph Joseph Addison, of course. I mean, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we can cover uh, social studies next game. I mean, you guys have done math. I mean, today it was it was English or or literature. Uh, maybe can we do social studies or economics uh, against yeah, well, San Jose? I, I'm I'm going to go home and coagulate and <laughs> think think of you know what what words I can use next game and what they mean. All right. Okay. So we'll we'll have a vocab test then in, in a couple of nights. So we'll, <laughs> but, we'll all we'll all come it, forward with the new word that we learned. We'll have to use it in a sentence, and uh, we'll all be for the wiser after it. Yeah, but is it a Canadian sentence or is it an American sentence? Oh well, it doesn't start with a or end in a. <laughs> <laughs> That would hurt. Ouch. <laughs> you're no longer my pal, Joe. Oh, no. Come on. You're tougher than that, Troy. You're Canadian yeah. tough. You can handle that. Yeah, that's right. It's minus 40 back home right now, Fahrenheit. Whew. All right. Does that make everyone feel that's a little not bit better even with home? The, not, That's not with the wind chill. <laughs> wind chill's minus 50 plus. That's a, that's a that, nice. Yeah. That, and once that, you get to around 32, I think it is, 30, 35, your Fahrenheit... Uh, matches up with the, the uh, Celsius, and doesn't matter which side of the equation is. When you get to minus 40, it's cold. Nice balmy day up in Canada. Um, yeah, I think a lot of guys are walking around in muscle shirts and shorts. <laughs> Mesh shirts. And just, just taking it all in. All right, pal. Great stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple nights. Enjoy uh, coangulating or, or whatever it is on your way home. Yeah, what was the word? Cogitating. Cogitating, of course. All right, I'll, I'll write that down. Now that, that's what he's been doing. He's been cogit. No, that's agitating. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, they, aren't they the same thing? We'll, 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 get, we'll get them. Well, I got to hear that. No, I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. All right, pal. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman. Uh, breaking out the textbooks in today's broadcast as uh, it is another rough ending, a 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars.
But again, Hawks basically outplaying their opponent for most of the game. Dallas comes away with three unanswered goals in the third period. We've got a lot to get to. Seth Jones talked to the media. Boris Kachuk talked with the media. We'll take your calls and texts as well. 312-981-7200. But first, we've got to get to a break. Blackhawks postgame show here on 720 WGN. Novelski spins it around. Near point. Picked off by Sanford. Into the star zone. Down the slot. He dekes and shoots. Safe rebound scores. Boris Kachuk. Following up now on the rebound, Big Bo lifted it in behind Ottinger, and the Hawks draw first blood. They lead the Stars 1-0. John Weideman on the call tonight. Unfortunately, that was the only goal for the Hawks. It's the fifth straight game that the Hawks have scored first, yet it's the third straight game that that's been their only goal, a 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show here on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200. It does look like we're going to get to a call in just a moment, but uh, I want to get to the text line first. Devin in Payless Hills, and of course my computer screen just froze as I clicked on it. Uh, here we go. Tonight was one of, one of the better games the Hawks have played all year. Unfortunately, two goals that Mrazek would probably want back got the best of us, but he had a great game. Boris Kachuk and Alex Vlasic had great games, but I think you need to look at Rem Pitlick for player with the most heart. Man, Devin from Payless Hills, not only our most avid listener and full-time chiming inner, but uh, helping us out with the reads, too. Yeah, tonight's player of the game, rather player with the most heart, is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. I'll agree with them. I'll give it to Rem Pitlick. Uh, he continues to just create a lot of chances, find his way in a lot of traffic, and just always seems to be in a good spot to shoot the puck and to pass the puck, too. I think maybe a few times he's been a little bit too crafty in terms of looking for the right pass, but I've never thought that it's been an egregious pass or anything along those lines. Um, but Rem Pitlick has been a nice little fit-in to this Blackhawks roster right now that, at the moment, has definitely been struggling some goals. Uh, I want to get to the phone line. I'm sorry, I don't have the name. Uh, I know the call dropped, and we've reinstated. It's John, and John wants to talk about the third-period struggles. Go ahead, John. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, yeah. Hey, Joe. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Go ahead. Doing good. Uh, Hey, yeah, I would love to say last year... I was so worried about period two. Now, this year, a little bit about period three. Seems like, uh, you know, you guys, Troy, and everybody were talking about finishing. Third period's a little tough this year. I hear you. I hear you, John. Uh, Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join. Um, And that's why I said at the beginning or earlier on in the pregame show that the standard is different with this team right now. It was kind of hard to diagnose exactly where the problems laid for this team because there was just a lot of inconsistent hockey. There was sometimes good starts, sometimes not, sometimes a lot of offense, sometimes not, sometimes the goaltending uh, didn't do great. The The special teams haven't been great all year long. The penalty kill has been looking better as of late, but unfortunately it was the power play goal by Matt, Matt Duchesne tonight that tied things up. But the, the difference is now is... It's consistent hockey. There's a game plan. It's almost like this team is starting to find an identity. And they're still missing some of their most important pieces offensively. They're definitely missing the most important piece. If you haven't heard of Connor Bedard's name, you're probably living under a rock because the 18-year-old 
leading the team in points with 33, leading the team with goals in 15. He's just a playmaker, and he's an absolute scorer. Now, he came into the NHL and right out of the gate was finding the back of the net. The rest of the offense didn't quite click together immediately like he did. Now you're starting to see some simple, structured hockey, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this team adjusts once he comes back, and not to mention Nick Foligno and Tyler Johnson and hopefully Andreas Athanasiu. And this isn't a whole, wait till these guys get back, then we'll show you how good this team is, because let's face it, there still are a lot of holes in the depth of this roster, but it, it might be a little bit easier to diagnose where this team is at, because the beginning... There really wasn't much to, to start with. Now there has been. Now there's been some consistency. They did to the Dallas Stars a lot like what they did to the Winnipeg Jets, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames. They just played their game. They didn't get too fancy. They they played a little boring. And that's why, that's part probably a part of why they're having a difficult time coming across goals. As Troy mentioned, they don't have those natural goal scorers like they had with Bedard, but they're still going to find a way to score every here and there, like Boris Kachuk tonight and Jason Dickinson the other night and Connor Murphy in the last game. It's But they can't rely on those lightning-in-a-bottle goals. They, they need structured offense and, and fluid offense and something that you can kind of predict based on what types of chances they're getting. Now, they, they totally outworked the Dallas Stars in the second period. If you haven't heard, they outshot them 19-9. That was a season high for shots on goal in a period. It actually, the previous season high was the 17 shots on goal they had in the first period of the entire season. So, Again, it's it's a different standard right now with this team, and now we're putting them kind of on a a different scale. We're we're looking at them a different way, and for sure, finishing has been tough. But let's face it, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Dallas, those are all teams that are not only looking for a long playoff run, but have Stanley Cup aspirations. If they're down to the Blackhawks by a goal in the third period, you better believe they're going to rev things up. The Hawks have had a difficult time playing with a lead a lot this year, but they haven't been in a position to play with a lead for a lot. So this is foreign to them in terms of playing that style of game. But again, the the important thing is there is... there is trending progression. It is going on the upscale. Um... Let's go to the text line again. Uh, 608 area code. This is Dexter and Bolingbrook. Uh, Joe, this is becoming very comical. Why pull the goalie when they play offense and can't score and when they play defense and can't score? What's a goalie to do? Um, not quite sure what the message is there. I thought it was another good game by Peter Morazic. Uh, the first goalie allowed a power play goal. The second goal allowed Mason Marchment. Uh, I, I understand it started on the fumble of the puck from Seth Jones at the blue line. This is Seth Jones' first game back in 15 games. I'm not ready to, to totally eviscerate him on one bad play um, when he's getting back into the swing of things after missing so much time and really hard to totally uh, break apart his game after just 
that one move. Uh, from the 708, hey, Juice, what happened out there? The Hawks keep on failing in the third period, and it's continuing over and over. They do great in the first and the second, but it's the third where they seem exhausted and fail. Mrazic was great, but it seems like the defense falls apart. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do think this is recent. This whole third period struggles is very recent because in the past it had either been the Hawks are just kind of well out of reach from winning the game, so the third period is just kind of thrown away. Like This is a different team right now that's playing. This is a, a team that's doing a lot of different things to, to get things in order. Uh, we got sound from Seth Jones, but I want to get to another break. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or text as we recap this Blackhawks 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars on 720 WGN. And the Stars get it back. Dodonov clears it ahead for Ben into the Hawk zone to the net with a backhand turned out of there by Morazic. And the loose puck lays at the top of the crease. Murphy shot it to the near boards. That is tonight's Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Peter Morazic finishing with 27 saves tonight. Another solid outing by the Blackhawks goaltender. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. We do have sound for the Blackhawks defenseman Seth Jones, who played in his first game back after missing the last 15. We'll get to that in just a moment. I want to go to my Twitter really quick. Uh, getting some tweets in. Stop with the nonsense about working harder to protect a one-goal lead again. Hawks are playing very well for an AHL team. They need goal scorers. Generally need more than one goal to win a game. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we were saying. That's exactly what Troy Murray was saying. Uh, Further on, uh, the single biggest problem is not 100% effort protecting a one-goal lead. Come on, compete level is good. They don't match up against veteran teams. Problem is they don't have goal scorers. I I agree with you on a few points. Um, The effort being there is a positive trend. That wasn't a consistent factor for this team in the past. They are missing goal scorers. I thought Troy put that pretty bluntly. They're missing their best one in Connor Bedard. Nick Foligno's not here right now. Tyler Johnson's not here right now. Those are big pieces of the Blackhawks' offense. And Andreas Athanasiu, too, not quite sure when he'll be able to return. Again, Seth Jones made his return tonight. His first game back and after missing 15 straight games. Let's hear from the Blackhawks' number four. I felt okay. Um, my legs felt good. My skating did. Uh, just some sloppy plays uh, I can clean up uh, going forward. Just, uh, you know, another tough one. We've talked about this. The the work was there, but the results aren't again. Yeah, uh, we found a way to score one goal, and um, we just couldn't hold it down again. Uh, and then, you know, it's a bouncing puck. I mean, i got to stay on the right side of the guy and give up that second one. And we had some good looks six on five, but um, just couldn't get it in. What is the best way to handle that situation where it's bouncing at the blue line? Just stay on the right side of it. Um, don't take a chance. You know, I thought uh, I could get a stick on or something, but, um, you know, I just got to stay on the right side of that guy make him come through me. And, uh, you know, it's a 1-1 game with five minutes left. So take my chances and, and play safe uh, in that situation. Uh, you, you came back in here with um, Alex. Uh, Richardson was saying that you know you feel most comfortable with him. And you guys have pretty good numbers, good analytics together. Mm-hmm. What is it? on the secret sauce uh, with your partnership with him? Yeah, he's just a phenomenal skater. Um, he uses his long stick, his ranginess, uh, to play a great defense. Uh, gets a lot of sticks on pucks around the net and, and stops a lot of plays, a lot of rushes coming in our zone. Um, and then you see when he does you know, create those turnovers, 
he's able to get up in the rush with his legs and you know, he had another breakaway tonight. I know he's uh, bummed at himself at the moment. I think that's three and uh, he can't seem to put one in, but um, you know, you just see how dynamic he is and it's, uh, it's a pleasure playing with him, seeing him grow. A tight game like this, do you look back on that four-minute power play in the first and look at a missed opportunity? Yeah, it was sloppy. Um, we couldn't get the puck in uh, pretty much the whole four minutes. Um, we never got it set up and uh, I think when our breakout's not working, we just have to get the puck in and, and win a battle down low. Um, I know we're falling in love with the drop, so maybe you know we rimmed a couple and we just couldn't get them back low, and they cleared them. So um, just try to be on the same page with that. And you know it's not always going to be pretty. You know it's not going to be tic tac toe all the time. I know we scored a tic tac toe goal against them last time or last game, I believe, uh, against the Stars on the power play breakout. But uh, sometimes you just got to you know just get it in the corner, get gritty with it. Uh, and work it out together and then get it set up. As one of the leaders here, how do you feel about the Hawks extending Nick Foligno and you kind of working with him over the next couple of years? Yeah. Uh, He's phenomenal for our locker room. Uh, He's one of the best communicators I've played with, one of the best leaders. Um, And he he genuinely cares about uh, everyone in this room and and what we're trying to build and grow here. So um, I couldn't uh, ask for a better situation um and being here this year and then extending him uh, i think it's fantastic for the organization and for us yeah that was great news today and yesterday nick Felino signing a two-year extension for nine million dollars he chatted with the media earlier today we played some of that sound in the pregame and unfortunately we just don't have enough time to play all of it because it's almost like every answer that nick Felino has has content and not even just from that point of view, but just has so much value. It just seems like every time that guy speaks, it it holds some sort of value for a player, multiple players, the team. Uh, it just seems like a, a very good move by the Hawks to extend him and uh, keep him a part of this future for the next couple of years. Uh, for all the Seth Jones adversaries out there, I, I hope you were listening to how he took uh, – responsibility for the play on Mason Marchment that ended up giving Dallas the 2-1 lead. Uh, just again, I I don't I don't even think that this was like a boneheaded move by Seth Jones. He went after the puck. He 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 literally tried to poke it from Marchment and he said it was just on the wrong side of him. If he's on the right side, he's not able to blow past him so quickly. I mean, it, it wasn't like a, a lazy move, I, I don't think. I, I think it was just the wrong idea of what to do in that moment. It's a 1-1 tie. It's right at the blue line. Maybe you get something going in the neutral zone, but like Seth Jones said, he took responsibility for it and uh, just has to move on from it. Let's hear from Boris Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, it's happened time to time. Um, I mean, time again, and I think we got to you know step up in this room i think it's come to the point you know we're halfway through the season i think we should be um you know sticking together as a team and you know having those one one nothing results what does work well defensively the past three games um i think we're just sticking to our own structure um you know guys know where each other are and that's probably one of the biggest things i think you know when we, when we know uh, where each other are is the biggest help after that that uh, road trip in dallas were you guys like really gunning for this team to, to have a better showing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially losing what was it eight one to them. Um, I think it was you know a little punch in the face to, to us. And you know we came in into this game the first two periods we played excellent. And um, you know we really just gotta you know figure out our third period right now. Do you take any positives over the last five games, or do you look at the the 
the results and feel like we're missing opportunities obviously we're building a process in in this culture and or in this team right now and um you know for sure we can take away the positives that we're playing so well but we're still losing and you know that's the hardest part of this game is you know this league all matters wins and losses and you know losses suck what did dallas do differently in the third period you guys pretty much controlled that second period and really took it to them maybe a couple bounces here or there go your way it's a different game what was different in the third period um i think we played on our heels a little bit um you know we got a little too comfortable with you know you know that one nothing lead and i think we you know i'm culprit of it too but you know the little chips it's always the little battles and the little things that you need to you know do to make your make your team win and um you know it's it's those little battles that, that really help you and we didn't really do it Again, it's it's a different standard now with this team. They, there wasn't consistent play before. Now there is. Now probably the next goal is playing with a lead, finishing with a lead, and polishing off that third period to pick up a victory. Like we talked a lot about last year, even if there are solid efforts for even the majority of the 60 minutes, it's still going to get draining on a team to go to the rink and deal with loss after loss in different ways. The good news is this team is trending in a better direction, and they're still without their best guy of Connor Bedard. Once he comes back, maybe we're looking at a totally different team. We're going to take one last break. We'll come back, take a look around the league, and get you set up for the next Blackhawks game against the San Jose Sharks. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars 3-1. to This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Back to Hurdle, shoots it on net, oh. deflected by the defense. I think Shabbat again got a stick on that. Rebound not cleared out. What a keep in by Ferraro. Feeds Hurdle over to the right. Here's a shot. Sedina shoots and scores. Philip Sedina from Hurdle and Ferraro. What a job to keep the puck in the zone. And then what a pass. A brilliant one-timer. And Philip Sedina just tied the game 4-4 with 3-0-4 to play. That's Dan Rusinowski of the Sharks Audio Network. And that is our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. The Blackhawks hosting the San Jose Sharks here at the United Center Tuesday night, a 7.30 puck drop. So a 7 o'clock FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show. The Sharks just ended their 12-game losing skid, but they start up a new losing skid tonight. They fall to the Ottawa Senators 5-4. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're wrapping things up after a 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars, let's hear briefly from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Yeah, like even playing that well, I'm, you know, I feel bad for the guys. Uh, you know, we just couldn't get that finish again. You know, we're stuck at that one goal a game, and it's just not getting us over the hump. Uh, you know, and anytime we have one little kind of hiccup or turnover, it seems to be in the net. So uh, at the wrong time, too. So, I, I, you know, I mean... The, Guys are pretty down. I just I don't usually go in the dressing room after the game. I just want to let them know that, you know, we're really with them and we we believe in them. And I think they have to have belief that with that the way we're playing, it's not acceptable to lose and only get one goal. But uh, it's going to lead to something if we if we continue that. It's, it's hard to play against. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they got a little bit of life in the third period. I think they changed their lines and they found some energy where. I thought we really outplayed them in that second period, and uh, unfortunately, we just couldn't get that second goal. And you know, some of it was just uh, us hitting the goaltender too. Not you know, it wasn't like spectacular saves. I think we just couldn't get it over the line. When you're playing in these tight checking defensive games. Do you look at the power play? You're like, man, if we could have gotten one on that four minute, it might have been the difference.
difference in the game. Yeah, that would have been a real big boost uh, in the first period. It would have been nice to have one more opportunity at it in the third period or something when, or even the second when we were going pretty good. But uh, you know, you can't. You have to draw penalties, and you have, you know. And I thought we played pretty well and skated well, but uh, uh, you know. You never know, right? Like you don't know if you're going to get that second opportunity. So that first four minute penalty, uh, we were just you know not sharp, and I didn't think our whole first period was great. Uh, I think it was a tired team, and we weren't sharp, so it was a dull period. But we found it better, uh, quicker than they did in the second. But uh, you don't get that second chance on the power play, so that really hurts when you have four minutes in a row, and we really didn't generate much uh, of uh, scoring chances, let alone shots. Yeah, just, you know, it was an unlucky break on a bouncing puck. And, uh, you know, I think it's just body position on a, on a big guy like uh, Marchment. He has to be a little bit more aware of his body position. But he played well and he played a lot. And I think he felt pretty good, the trainer said. So uh, that's a good sign. And, uh, you know, he's a competitive guy that that's going to bother him, that he'll be even better next game. Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson after this 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. and I think that's uh, an interesting approach by Luke. It's not a, a hard-nosed, you know, get the peel the paint off the wall in the dressing room after a rough loss like tonight and, you know, consecutive losses now for this team at three straight. Uh, but it's not really valid to do that because this is a, a nearly full 60-minute effort by this team that's been trending in this direction for the past couple of games and now it's just a matter of finishing things off and picking up a win and no game is easy in the NHL and if you're the Hawks you can't really look out look at opponents and start chalking up wins and losses but San Jose Sharks are in town on Tuesday much different opponent than the Dallas Stars Winnipeg Jets Edmonton Oilers I mean go down the list um, and even the Buffalo Sabres being the next opponent for the Hawks they'll be on the road for that one if the Hawks can continue this same style of play, this same better structure that we've been seeing, hopefully it is better overall for this team. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN Radio Studios, our production crew of Sammy Martino, and Patrick Hennessy. They were led by the captain, our engineer, Brett Jackson. Here at the United Center, Jack Heinrich was our reporter. Hall of Fame engineer was Paul Zerang. John Weidman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars 3-1 to here at the United